Hello and welcome to the ET PhD team podcast, the podcast here to help you with your relationship with food and body by giving you evidence-based techniques to support yourself with a sprinkling of feminism, a dash of dismantling diet culture and a side of vulnerability as we share our own messy lives with you. I'm Emilia, a registered nutritionist and PhD with the sole purpose of making your life happier and healthier. If you love it, please do go wild and share it. And if you're ready for support with our coaching, details are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to episode number 210 of the EDPHD team podcast. We're talking specifically binge eating today and I'm going to share with you five things to do when you get the urge to binge. Often the moment that we have that urge to binge is the hardest time to stop and we can often feel almost out of body and the potential for kind of quote-unquote thinking straight seems illogical and impossible and a lot of the work we do at ETPHD coaching is around managing day-to-day strategies so that we require these in-the-moment strategies less and that is really the long-term goal is to find a space of regulation and awareness and putting in place the physical tools like eating regularly for example and you know giving yourself unconditional permission to eat and also the more psychological tools day to day so that you reduce that urge to binge but ultimately especially when you're starting to heal your relationship with food these occasions will still occur and sometimes when you've healed your relationship with food you might find that actually you still have an urge to binge eat and that's unsurprising given that is the way that our brains have kind of wired themselves over the years that we've developed this habit and so it's unsurprising that sometimes that will be our kind of knee-jerk or what can feel like a knee-jerk reaction in response to certain stimuli or quote-unquote triggers. So of course the day-to-day regulation and awareness, the embodiment practices, the physical, the psychological techniques, these are all really important. But this podcast specifically is talking about what to do in that moment, in that moment when you feel like you're about to lose control and you've got that urge and it's the hardest part, right? And one of my favourite quotes of Viktor Frankl, well, it's one of my favourite quotes of all time, between stimulus and response, there is a space and in that space is our power to choose our response. And that's what we're trying to cultivate in this moment is a space between the stimulus, the trigger for our overeating or our binge eating and the response, our binge eating. And day to day, one of the best things you can do for this is practicing meditation and mindfulness and generally slowing down. And I can't emphasise enough the impact that this will have on your ability to respond rather than react. And so when I'm talking about these in the moment strategies, One of the best ways to be able to start to implement these is by having a daily mindfulness practice that allows you to slow down and have that response rather than that reaction. Um, But again, we're talking about in the moment. Um, So in that moment, what's going on? You are probably feeling quite dysregulated. You're probably in a kind of a stress state. You're very sympathetically um, dominant so remember that sympathetic nervous system is responsible for our fight or fight or flight um 
and our, often at that point our adrenaline is high, our cortisol is high. What happens when we sense a threat? And, you know, you might think, well, a threat is like, you know, a tiger running towards me. It doesn't have to be something like that. Whenever we sense something that is threatening to us, it could be um, disconnection, detachment, fear. Our limbic system's activated. And this system is the register of sensory information from the autonomic nervous system. And parts of our brain that are responsible for introspective awareness become activated when we're um, sensing that threat. And if when these parts of our brain are activated, we can't actually recognise what we need in that moment. So we can't recognise our hunger and fullness for one. But we don't often recognise our um, needs and our feelings. We're in this kind of hyper alert, hyper aroused state. And so in this moment, trying to control your body with your mind, it just doesn't work. And what I mean by that is, taking top-down approaches to that moment it it's almost it's not impossible but it's very difficult when you're in this hyper-aroused state because you're um, unable to recognize kind of how you're feeling and, and what your needs are for reference top-down is a phrase that we use in reference to like when we're using context to make decisions it's experience driven it's more of our conscious mind and the kind of opposite of that would be bottom up. So it's senses driven and it has a much more of a neural basis and it's body based. And so in that moment, when we can't really use our mind clearly, these top down techniques of just trying to think our way out of it doesn't work. People that are trying to give you mindset hacks around binge eating and stuff in that moment, they don't work because you're too hyper aroused your brain is too activated you're not able to make a cognitive decision with clarity and so instead of that what we want to do is to take bottom a bottom-up approach in that moment and what a bottom-up approach allows us to do is like remember it's that body-based approach so it allows us to regulate our nervous system in a different way without us having to have like this kind of clear uh, conscious choice and so one thing to note is you might be thinking well I'd need to make a conscious choice to do the bottom-up work and so in advance we need to think okay well what are these bottom-up strategies that I could do in that moment what which one resonates with me which one do I feel comfortable with which one will I plan and these techniques might look like things um, like breath work you will often hear me talk about the prolonged exhale breath so breathing in, say, for four seconds, holding at the top for a second and breathing out for six seconds. What that does is it reduces the relative dominance of the sympathetic nervous system and increases the dominance of the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest. That um, increase in dominance of our parasympathetic nervous system will help to regulate us. It will downregulate us slightly and hopefully bring us back into what we call our window of tolerance so we're not in that hyper-aroused state. So breath work can be fantastic for that. Some somatic work um, can be really helpful, like movement. Movement is amazing. Um, movement helps to kind of organise your brain quickly. So just having a wee dance or shaking your body off, just doing like head, shoulders, knees and toes, movement, just shaking around. Um, which kind of sounds like a funny visual, um, but 
that can be really, really effective for coming back into your body. Um, other things like soothing techniques, maybe indulging the senses. So lighting a candle or an incense, having a hot drink or running your hands under a cold tap. Anything that indulges your senses can be quite powerful to bring you back, to ground you in that moment and to help regulate you in some way. These are just some examples. I like the addition of movement because of the impact that it can have physiologically. I like the addition of breathing because of the impact it can have on um, our nervous system directly. I also like the addition of contact of some way. I, I really love skin on skin contact. So you can have your hand on your own heart or skin on skin contact with someone else. Although often with binging, we often find that we do this when we're alone. Um, but skin on skin contact with your hand on your heart can help reduce your levels of circulating cortisol, increase your levels of oxytocin, and again, help regulate us. So thinking about these things, think, okay, well, what, which of those sounds feasible to me? And that's going to be your first step when you find that urge to binge. It's going to be this bottom-up, body-based, senses-driven exercise. And I don't mean physical exercise necessarily. I just mean one thing that you can do in that moment. And you're going to commit to doing that in that moment. If I feel the urge to binge, then I will to do my bottom up approach. And what I'd recommend you do is, when I say if then, that's an implementation intention and a really effective way of incorporating implementation intentions into our binging recovery is to actually run through some visualisation of that. So in the mornings, visualising yourself, having that urge to binge and walking through that process of that um, bottom-up approach that you're taking. Visualise yourself going through it three times. What does it feel like in your body? What does it look like? How do you feel afterwards? That will only take you two minutes in the morning, but that's your first step. What this will do, it'll help your heart rate and your stress response reduce, and then you can reassess what you want. It'll dampen feelings of arousal, and it'll just allow you to make a choice away from binging. The next thing, give yourself time. Practice delays. The urge to binge will often increase, 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 and then subside. Kind of like a, the shape of a bell, like a bell-shaped curve um, for the scientists out there. So it will often rise onto the top of that bell and then it will come back down. Often when you start to feel that bin need to binge it, you think it's just going to keep increasing and increasing and increasing and, and you're just going to need to do it until you eat. You're going to feel like this is just going to keep going on. But that's not really what happens. But the, the thing is, is that you often don't give yourself the opportunity to see what happens next because you fall into that binge behaviour at that time when it's starting to peak and you get that temporary relief from binge eating, that temporary relief of that urge. And so you you've told yourself the story of well anytime I feel that rising um, urge then I need to eat to try and reduce it but actually if you can surf that urge it will come back down and surfing the urge is a distress tolerance skill that we use with ETPHD um, and you know if you google sur surfing the urge you'll find a lot of information on this but the idea with surfing the urge is that you imagine that the urge to eat is like a wave and the intensity of the feeling is time limited. So the feelings build up to this peak, just like a wave would. And the idea is that you can surf along the top 
of that urge and not be pulled under in that urge that you can just cruise along because you know we're all such excellent surfers so graceful very cruise-like um but the idea is that you surf the top, the top of that urge and eventually it will pass just like a wave does crashing back down again like any skill this is going to require some practice to master and it will be uncomfortable and it's totally quote-unquote normal to feel this discomfort when you're riding it out and often what we want to do with surfing the urge is not distract ourselves but actually lean into it that old common phrase of leaning into the discomfort is really apt here of noticing where in your body you feel that urge creeping in do you feel it in your stomach do you feel it your stomach your tummy in knots or you've got that tingly feeling in your hands or you feel it agitated in your whole body like noticing where you feel that urge and sitting with it and showing yourself oh look I can actually sit with this and then noticing that the urge does come back down again once you've sat with it for long enough and it's probably going to be about half an hour potentially maybe less maybe more but the idea with surfing the urge is that you recognize what's happening and you remind yourself I can sit with this I am safe and you ride that wave so that is one other tool to use is practicing um this delay and you can do this through sitting with it and you can also do this by finding alternatives so if that feels too uncomfortable for you you might want to practice alternatives instead and this is potentially helpful if you're doing this on your own without support or if you're just starting on this journey try setting yourself a timer say for 20 minutes um you might even start off with actually only five minutes or 10 minutes if 20 minutes feels like too much build yourself up and in advance develop a list of alternatives that will help calm you soothe you or distract you so it might be that you it's i will watch an episode of friends or ted lasso which is my current favorite um or it might be that you calm yourself with emotional relationships when what i mean by that is a partner or a friend on the phone or a parent or a child um or it might be that you go for a walk for half an hour it could be anything at all maybe you have a bath and sometimes that can be quite helpful because it creates a bit of physical distance it doesn't matter what it is as long as it feels easy for you to do it's enjoyable for you to do or it's soothing for you to do it might not necessarily be um, the most enjoyable thing ever but if you struggle to sit with it then your other option is to practice these alternatives set yourself a timer and distract yourself for that time giving yourself the permission that after that time should you still want to overeat you can do that but you're going to do this alternative distraction for x amount of time another thing to do is learning to challenge your thoughts so it's often it's it's common that when you have that urge to binge you think i need i need to eat this now or this is going to make me feel better or um maybe it's I'm a failure or you know I'm feeling anxious whatever it may be use the question is this thought or is this fact challenge the thoughts often in that moment and we we have that urge to binge we get lost in our own heads and we let the stories in our head run away with us 
and actually they're not real and we convince ourselves especially when we're on our own that they are real and especially when it's negative self-talk it's like it becomes our strongest internal dialogue challenge that is this thought or is this fact because remember you're not your thoughts and you don't have to entertain those thoughts and if it's if it is thought then ask yourself do i need to entertain this thought do i need to go down this road and finally think about your future self thinking of your future self is one of the most compassionate things you can do and I think one of the mistakes we often make is think about our future self in a month, six months, a year, five years. And it's like, what about tomorrow morning? How do I want to feel tomorrow morning? We often think of ourselves in the future sense as strangers. There's some cool research around that. But people, but when we think about ourselves just tomorrow, we can still see it as ourselves. And once you have regulate yourself soothe yourself and you're back in that kind of calmer state you're more able to think clearly and you're more able to say well how do I want to feel in the morning do I want to feel maybe bloated or sluggish or annoyed at myself and not that you should ever feel annoyed at yourself for this or do I want to feel like I have surfed that urge or do I want to feel like maybe I overate but actually I managed to stop myself from from that being too mindless how do I want to feel tomorrow morning and what do I need to do in order for that to happen? Probably don't even need the second part of the question. The first part of the question is the key. And that is kind of the mini pocket save this podcast strategy for that in the moment urge to binge. Yes, you have to do that day-to-day stuff. But when you're also doing that, thinking about, okay, I'm going to do my bottom-up my bottom-up approach, what is that going to be? And it's going to be within an if-when implementation intention. You're going to learn to practice delays. So you're going to do that either by urge surfing or you're going to do that by practicing an alternative. You're going to learn to challenge your thoughts. You're going to ask yourself, how do I want to feel tomorrow morning? Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, if you did, please do feel free to like, share, subscribe and review. And if you would like to chat to me, then you can find details of my Instagram in the show notes.